welcome to another episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I am joined by Gav and G for this Halloween-themed episode of the show. The NFL is picking up late into October with running backs swapping teams and quarterbacks hitting the bench. We break down all of it and give you the fantasy takeaways from all the major stories this week. We'll also have our Listener League recap and our Week 8 starts and sits. And then we'll share some of our biggest fantasy nightmares right before Halloween. Today is October 25th, 2022, and this is the 79th episode of the show. Ooh, what a spooky episode. Spooky week of fantasy football. Yeah. And real life football, too. Oh, yeah. Everything was... Let's all agree here that football has been kind of trash this year. Well, this week, I remember reading that the only teams playing each other with winning records are the Giants and the Seahawks. Like, what the <laughs> hell? That's oh, a Jesus. spooky season. And that's a nightmare <laughs> if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> For real. Everyone thought the Giants were going to do that good, and the Seahawks were – you know, it said that they were projected to win only five games. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. If you bet on some teams, like I know it's not a betting podcast, but season win totals, it's like the Jets and the the Giants, the Seahawks. I think they already cashed all their like season win totals, and it's only like <laughs> week seven. <laughs> no one knowing should have bet. Hang it. Yeah, I was not going to bet on the Giants and Jets anyway, so I'm glad I yeah, kept my if money. If you did that, bro, you can have our podcast. Yeah, yeah you're, you you're must. The, be you're the real football like expert. Nah, dude, they're just from New York. Speaking of taking our podcast, um, it seems like the listeners are taking it to us once again. This has been a terrible, terrible month because, uh, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll just get right into it with the Listener League recap because it's been just an endless amount of pain. I don't really and... think you have to, but I guess if you want I don't, I don't to... know why you guys are speaking for everybody that's <laughs> here. Some of us are doing well, all right? Hey, we don't... Okay, moving on here. <laughs> Let's start with you, G. You you did pretty well for yourself. Uh, you beat the number two seed. It was a matchup between the number one and number two seeds, and you came out on top. You beat Jamar 123.9 to 82.6. So, I mean, that was pretty much a thrashing right there. Bro, all of his guys it. were sat, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I got him on the wrong week, and it was beautiful. <laughs> Because he had Brees, and then he had, you know, Diggs and Jettis on the bench with Hollywood hurt, too. So I really caught him on the perfect week. And, you know, know. before the week, he was the one seed, and I was two. And now we flip-flop, and I'm the one, and he's the two. So it's beautiful, honestly. Lucky, Joe lucky. really pulled you through, dog. So you basically took all our luck. That I'm just going to – that's just how it is. I mean, if you say so. He's I been doing it for the past couple weeks. Like Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we had a nice little – Oh, man, he got nice the, he got the chain and the cigar. Yes, sir. Dang it. I, I want that energy. Speaking about being on the right side of a week, Dylan finally bounces back. He beats El Nerd in a very close, close matchup. He won 143.24 to Bryant's 139.68. That is – Really, really close. Close. Well, I think we've had a closer one this week, but Dylan, I'm glad for you. Congratulations on finally doing something. Eckler was really trying to put you down, dude. Let's be real. Dude had 36 points. Goddamn, Austin Eckler. Yeah. I know. Oh, that guy was... For Bryant went crazy. <laughs> Eckler and Aaron Jones are just a disgusting, disgusting duo. It's sad that the one week Aaron Jones is good again, 
and it was wasted unfortunately there's like Aaron Jones only pops off on certain weeks and the rest of the week he's like he just does nothing it's like a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing right there like <laughs> for real yeah I told you it's kind of like Lockett now Lockett will give you he'll give you it and then he won't for like weeks yeah but Dylan managed to survive the Jalen Hurts bye week and he comes out with a win his second of the year and wow, good for let's, you. let's move on here to some less than close matchups gav's daddy aka nando who's that dis- i don't know destroys, who that is destroys untraced unicorns 126.16 to 78.4 um not much to say because i don't know who this is but he is asleep at the wheel he's got cooper cup irv smith devin um singletary jake elliott all on by and um he didn't replace them so you know that's where we're at right here i think Good he had the lowest you. score <laughs> this week he he did it's yep. awful uh, that's that's a uh, that's cam uh he's a panthers fan cam set your lineup <laughs> uh dude he was he was he's trash sorry jamar your boy's trash all right let's go on and let's go with go pantars oh I'm sorry, Bang Bang, that's his new name now, Robbie. <laughs> Defeating I Ate It for Lunch, otherwise known as <laughs> McYoung Boy, otherwise known as Ugly Kid, 113.02 to 107.3. Another close matchup. Um, I know that bad Ugly, Ugly Kid, kid was, dude. yeah, he was bemoaning that basically he was going to lose because he had Josh Allen and Gabe Davis on bye. So he had to start Himmy G and... Um, didn't really work out for him oh also I mean, michael come on, gallup we're not gonna blame jimmy yeah he, had, he played out he outplayed his projection i mean that's a lot yeah dude for real jimmy already by two <laughs> no well but listen though he was playing his heart out if it wasn't for the interception and the fumble he'd be up there he'd be like 21 points if it weren't for him being bad <laughs> yes <laughs> he would have been good <laughs> You're just a hater because he's on your team. I'm a hater because of what he did last week. <laughs> That's true. Well, look at Gallup. Gallup got zero points, dude. Yep. I, I'd mostly blame Gallup for that one. And Ugly Kid right. does too okay. because he names him Gallup off my team, bum. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Yeah. Well, I think it's deserved because he's a Falcons fan. Screw that guy. I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. We love our, our listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one All right. this week. Oh, no. let's let's move on to probably the second most embarrassing loss of the week. <laughs> why you gotta do that? The, the only reason why it was the second most embarrassing. Yeah, let's just get into it. Oh. Gavs, if you from Colorado, fuck you, lost <laughs> to the undisputed Vivek of the league, King Midi 2023. Oh, my fucking cousin, baby. Yeah. You got first win. <laughs> Dude. His first win. Listen, 111.9 to 105.2. Let me Once break again, it down to you. Gav, Gav loses to a winless team. Let me let me break it down to you. I give you three reasons why it hurt so much, okay? First no, of all, sure. I had... So going into, the, like... We had two... We both had two players, right? We had Pat Fairmuth, his tight end, and I had the pass defense, right? Pat... Literally goes into the third quarter or like the fourth quarter with like five points, right? He was like 10-something, 10 yeah, he was like 101, dude. And of course he gets checked down points 
one eleven. I'm like, okay, fine. King Midi is a Bears fan. He's got the Bears freaking logo on his thing. <laughs> and the Patriots Bears are playing the time, Bears. Bro. Hey, Midi really got your number this and week, bro. I have He's a Patriots Bears defense. fan. And, <laughs> and we're watching the game, and I know he's cheering for the Bears. And I'm cheering against the Bears for two reasons. Because I'm the Patriots fan, and I got their freaking defense. And and they oh and they and they and they screw me over, dude. Yeah, hurt. I don't pain. think I don't that think Chicago scored thirty three points ever this season. Ever. Right? They literally went into the they went into the the game the second worst red zone team in the league. How do you get thirty three points against one of the best defenses in the league at the time? I'm done. Well, one of those has to not be true, I guess. Either they're a good red zone offense or Seems like your Patriots are a bit overrated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I, uh, I, I, they're exactly rated, right? Like Bill Frodacek? Shut Bill up. I can't draft okay. a quarterback check. Okay. If he's not on the hot seat, oh my goodness. And you got to put Mac Jones in. Zappy Hour is not, I mean, <laughs> dude, he threw two picks. And he caused a fumble. Hey, with, the, with the handoff, that was crazy. I know, when everything dude, was going right for Mr. Zapp. He zapped himself, dude. Freaking idiot. It's time for Plan C. Who's your third string? Cam up, Newton. Brian, isn't it Brian Hoyer? Let's it's go Hoyer. back. Come on, they gotta bring Newton back. Yeah, they gotta bring Newton back, bro. I mean, they he only knows let this go. explosive offense. We only let go of Cam because he was just playing like bad two weeks at, for a couple weeks. Trade know, for Baker. Yeah. No. Damn. Chill. That's even worse. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan? Question mark? Question mark? Oh yeah, bet, bet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get to Matt Ryan in a second. Well, there's only one last game here, and I've been trying to put it off for uh, this recap. <laughs> Friends, uh, last week I said that I had a very easy game because of the bye weeks because my opponent, SEC Slugs, did not have enough players to even roster a full lineup <laughs> because he only drafted Eagles, and he had bye weeks for all of them which means he literally could had to either cut a bunch of eagles or uh he'd have to just start them with flies so i said okay look it's a good it's a good game i'm about to win i get on my own bye week (laughs) but then lamar scored 10 points (laughs) robert tanyan didn't do anything alec pierce didn't do anything and all of a sudden i was in a little bit of jeopardy because Patrick Mahomes went off. Antonio Gibson somehow got a touchdown. And then in the Sunday night game, he was down by like 40, I want to say. And he still had Raheem Mostert and Chase Claypool. And they dropped 30 on me. Raheem Mostert <laughs> keeps catching passes. Like I saw, oh man, I saw this one drive where Tua, he threw it to Mostert. And it was like a gain of nothing. But I was like, that's a point. Oh yeah. And then Stop he did it. Down. He did it the exact same the exact same play again. He and checked it down him. to Mostert. And again it was for zero point zero oh, yards. Oh. And he got a point again. And I was like, that's not helping. Right. Either way. I mean, I want to really put this in context for everybody, you know, like it's hard yeah. because you guys can't see the league like the way we do. 
Like, uh, SEC slug really just started Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Antonio Gibson, Chase Claypool, Raheem Mostert, and David Montgomery. And that might sound like a lot to a lot of people, but he started Devontae Smith at wide receiver two on by. He started Goddard at tight end by. He started Tyler Bass at kicker by. He started the Rams defense on by. He had Balson Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, A.J. Brown, Tyler Higby all on the bench on buys. And then he also... Just to rub it in, he put Jamar <laughs> Chase on the bench and he got, still won. <laughs> Who he put him for thirty-three, dude? Oh my god! He I was so I was like, I'm, I'm like, thank God he had Jamar Chase on the bench, like, and then it didn't even matter anyway. <laughs> that is I, okay. The other thing was, I was up by ten still, even after Sunday night, I was still up by ten. I had Damian Harris left. And he had David Montgomery left, and I was still up by 10. So all I had to do, basically, was not let David Montgomery outscore Damian Harris and score 10 more points on top of that, right? Oh, dude, that's exactly <laughs> what I... Too funny, dude. And all, all Demo, Demo, was, not doing, Demo was not doing well. He had like what? He, he had like six points maybe in the fourth quarter. But then I think Zappy threw another fucking pick, and then Demo got into the red zone, and all like all he needs is basically a touchdown, and he got the touchdown, and I lose I by I lose by point five. I lose by point five because all and Damian Harris he dropped a catch. We play PPR. <laughs> <did. laughs> I, I on on the on behalf of the Patriots, I'm sorry, dude. We let you down big time. Yeah, I know. Fuck the Patriots. I'm done. What? Damien Harris too, man. I I like you, but you have every time I I see you in fantasy football, you disappoint me. So, like I I'm so mad, honestly. I'm I'm entertaining nah. trade offers right now. Anyone who hears this, uh, send me your best offer for Damien Harris. I will probably <laughs> accept it because I don't want to yeah. see this bum on my roster anymore. I mean, dude, you put in yeah, well. It's it because I sat Melvin Gordon because I told the listeners to sit in Melvin Gordon and I, I follow my own words. So I put Harrison instead of Gordon. Gordon gets seven points. Damian Harris gets two. So many Sometimes different ways. Sometimes don't you listen play to yourself, out. dude. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So uh, I lost. Miserable week. Miserable week for fantasy football. Except for G. G. I don't know how yeah. he keeps doing it. Bro, this it's is... because every time I win, my team in real life just takes a fucking shit. <laughs> oh. Dude, I I lose it's a trade and off. they poop themselves, dude. It's true. Yeah. The, the Steelers are two and five. Two and five, yeah. Yeah, and, and you're, you're five, five and two. two. <laughs> That's crazy. That's how it works. That is crazy. Well, well my Patriots are to... three and four, and I'm two and five. This is this is a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> you're not winning anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. Uh, pain everywhere for Gav. Uh, <laughs> so it hurts. just. To... Just to give the standings, House of Cook, G is first, Jamar is second, Robbie is third, Nando is fourth, Ugly Kid is fifth, SEC Slugs is sixth, L Nerd Bryant is seventh, Untraced Unicorns Cam, even when he didn't play anyone, is eighth. <laughs> I am still at ninth, Gav is at tenth, Dylan is at eleventh, and King Mitty finally has a win. He's only one win away. <laughs> From being 11th, he's at 12th place. Yo, hey shout out King Mitty, bro. Hey, that's my cousin, bro. My blood cousin, bro. Yo, screw your cousin, bro. I, if he doesn't get another win, bro. If he doesn't get another win this whole league, bro, he got the one that matters, bro. 
Just be Dude, I, you. This oh, is what he's happened. He's not going to get another win. Why now. do you guys <laughs> always do this to me? Last year, it happened to me with this freaking... Can't Viv. even blame Collusion, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did not tell him to was... start his players. I didn't tell him to do anything. He last just had year, a deep internal desire to beat you, bro. <laughs> I don't know who this guy thinks he is, bro. But I'm coming for you. I'm sorry. Listen, G. I'm sorry. Family's family. <laughs> but I'm murdering him. I'm coming for you, bro. Really? You do me like that. You're supposed to be a free win. I'm supposed to be three and four. There's I'm no calm. free wins. That's so I know funny, it. bro. I know it. I'm That's why also... fantasy football is just amazing, bro. Because you can really just have Matt Oh, yeah. It's, it's like amazing Matt, for you. Matt and SEC slugs. And then you can have Mitty versus Gaff. And it's just like two ends of the fucking polar caps. And it's just amazing <laughs> because I'm just sitting there middle first place, you know. Nothing like. And you were 0-2 to start, too. Really? I know. I was 2-0. and oh, dude. Oh, ah, it hurts so much. Oh, my God, dude. I hate it. I hate fantasy football. I, I promised I'd leave the podcast if I lost this week. So that means <laughs> this is no longer a fantasy football podcast. I'm switching to badminton and dragon. And World Cup, guys. So uh, yeah. I really oh, like Brazil up. this year. Shut up, dude. <laughs> USA. USA. Yeah, that's going right. to be our World Cup episode. We're just going to chant USA for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just piss off all the hispanic people that listen to our podcast the mexicans from uh california i eat nando he hates the usa <laughs> damn just put him yeah. on a watch list all right <laughs> a lot of interesting a lot of interesting football news in real life to go around but there's also very big fantasy implications um so why don't we just dive into it i mean the first one the biggest one probably is this christian mccaffrey trade I know it's pretty old news at this time, but I mean, it broke right at Thursday Night Football when it was ending. Incredible news. Christian McCaffrey traded to the 49ers for a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth round pick in 2024. The other three picks were in 2023. So basically, the Niners gave up all their day two picks, and McCaffrey mm-hmm. is now a Niner. And I, I remember. Feel about it, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it especially like I would hope so (laughs) I mean it depends because it's like if you have the compensation like oh if we traded the first for McCaffrey I would have probably lost it right I I tell Gav every year I tell Gav every year we draft a fucking running back in the draft and it pisses me off to no end like I always (laughs) lose it whenever I see like we draft another running back and like Trey Sermon we drafted him in the third and we traded up for him ridiculous and he got cut and then uh, we drafted another <laughs> yeah, running back in the third round this year. I don't remember his name, we'll, dude. Yeah, Tyreon Davis Price. We're probably never going to hear from him again. Like, <laughs> bro, I had Jeff Wilson in so many leagues, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a dude. I know what, you know what's made me most sad? Like, I forgot to put in waiver wires. And dude, I miss Chuba and Foreman, dude. Oh my but god! But they weren't waiver wires, like so that's why. G, G yeah. added him like Were they? literally like a minute oh, yeah. after the trade in our league. Dude, are you seriously? That's the best part about non like Monday trades, I guess. I don't know how to put it, but once everybody's available, you know, after waiver wires on Wednesdays, like it's fair game. It's just about who's the sweatiest, bro. And you know my room. I know, you, dude. Sweat, I was. Bro. I wasn't thinking is about it. I wasn't thinking about the implications of the fantasy football because I was like, we got McCaffrey. And then all of a sudden, it's like, geez, like, I got Hubbard, right? Dude, I know. I, I got, saw, I got I saw Hubbard the, and Foreman. And most I, saw, I saw the thing on Twitter. 
And I was like, oh my god, I need to pick him up right now. Of course he sweats. <laughs> Nando picked him up in our other league, Matt. And G yeah. with his freaking, oh my god, so pissed. Well, that's my, my, my I've been wired so much, like, from fantasy football, like, something could happen, and, like, my first thing will be, like, okay, who does this affect in fantasy? Like, you got, like I'm, just, uh, I'm just locked in. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the fantasy implications here, uh, Jeff Wilson, Eli Mitchell holders, you're done. You're out. And Bro, stashed him on my IR for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you just knew that a high 49er pick was never gonna work out. I mean, never draft our running backs, especially in those like if it's like next double year. Digits. I know it's like down the line, but like, does that apply with the Christian McCaffrey next year? It's Christian a universal, a it's a winner. universal curse. I'm telling you, it is the highest the Niner running back will ever go is next year. Obviously, it's way down the line, but it's just like it's it's food for thought, you know. Watch um, you guys we'll still see. do running back by committee, dude. How mad would you be? <laughs> I would, I would honestly not be surprised. Like, I think it makes the most sense. I mean, my, my opinion, like, I don't think you brought Christian McCaffrey over to give him 25, 30 touches a game, you know? You think you're going yeah, to plan to give him we 10, better 15. Have, like, <laughs> no, bro. You gave him his entire draft class. No, okay, no, no. This bro, but to be a better team, you need to give him efficient touches, at least in my I opinion. Think, I think 100%. real life football-wise, like, obviously, if you're a fantasy over owner, you want a million touches. No, there's no disagreement on there. But if you're talking real life football, like Christian McCaffrey needs to be getting maybe, in my opinion, obviously there's gonna be games where he gets a lot of touches, but on average he should get around 15 touches, and that's mostly gonna be, you know, these like kind of set plays in a sense, like you know you're gonna do a Debo and you're gonna have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, and you're gonna run like a crazy double option or something, you know? Like I think you really have to be creative with him because you didn't bring him in to be a workhorse, you know? I feel like you want to bring him in to diversify the offense in a sense like you could line up with Debo and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and then check to a five wide out receiver set and then you got McCaffrey in the slot and Debo on the outside just from, you know, the set you were just in. That's nasty. Yeah. It's like that I mean, shit, right? I mean, like, he's going to be a like, decoy a lot of the time, and then you're going to be using him in different ways. But at the end of the day, he's not going to be getting, like, a million touches. I I agree with that. I was thinking more, yeah. It's more not about the carries. It's about the snaps. I want to see him out there maybe 80% of the time because, I like, he's so useful as a receiver and as mm-hmm. um, a running back. Like, running back's only half of what he does for a team. You know, he is able to just run routes, be that yak guy uh, with the ball in his hands. Like, and he's a great receiver. So, like, you need to keep him out there as much as possible. But I also think that Debo also lightens the load. Like, they lighten the load for each other because they're very interchangeable in that respect. So, like, I like that. And fantasy owners, like, this is great for you guys because obviously they're not going to use him as hard as maybe the Panthers would. And they don't need him as much as the Panthers need to use McCaffrey to win games, but he should be more efficient. Shanahan is a competent head coach and play caller, unlike Ben McAdoo, and he knows how to use him. He probably had, like, you just saw it in the Chiefs game alone. That was him on limited snaps with a limited understanding of the playbook with only a couple set plays that Shanahan already drew up, right? And he did pretty well. He already had pretty well. I think that was the best, like, sign for a Niner fan. Obviously, you guys got blown out which is not a great sign but he played and when he played he was getting like these really really efficient touches and now you want to just be able to get those same type of touches but 
use them a lot as a decoy, you know, like going back to the whole Debo Christian McCaffrey, like there is a literally an endless amount of things you can do with those two players. Obviously your quarterback is limited and we can, we've already been over that a million times, but you know, that there is just like, literally you can line them both up in the backfield move them to CMC outside and then run the ball with Debo or then run a screen to Christian McCaffrey. Or, you know, you can do so many different things. Like I know Shanahan, the reason he got him was to just, have the most like insane set of plays you know these week to week you're gonna see these new plays and new designs that you probably have never thought about which is why Shanahan what makes Shanahan Shanahan is that he has these play designs that are just different and there's no better way to put it they're just you know they're exquisite (laughs) yeah I mean the only reason why I don't like this trade is that if this doesn't work like it, you need to elevate your offense to a certain level where it's basically unstoppable. You have McCaffrey, you have Kittle, you have Debo, you have Ayuk, you have Juszczyk, right? You have Trent Williams on the offensive line, and obviously Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So if that happens, right, you better be ready to basically be the off- best offense in the league, especially when Trey Lance comes back and you bet the house on Trey, right? So, you know, Shanahan's always had an issue with, like, it's somehow our offense that's always been the issue. And we blame Jimmy, of course, but, you know, Shanahan has a part to play in that. You can't just be this talented and be limited by, let's say, a competent quarterback. Jimmy's not bad enough where he's going to, like, destroy the offense, right? So, you know, at some point, it's got to rely on Shanahan, and he can't just keep giving the excuse, like, oh, I don't have a franchise quarterback, because you pick Trey Lance, man. So if he doesn't work out and he can't lead this extremely loaded offense and you can't call the place for them to get more than let's say 20 points because we scored 14 points against Atlanta right we've had issues on offense the entire year so if this doesn't work out and they aren't one of the top like 10 offenses in the league that's even like pushing it I'd say top five you should be top five at this point with Christian McCaffrey Debo Samuel George Kittle like that's one of the best wide receivers in the game one of the best running backs and one of the best, like, at least top three tight ends in the game. And you can't make top five. I mean, that's an indictment on you, right? And you can't just keep wasting all this resources, right, for all these players and then not get anything out of it. So, you know, this is a big gamble. And if it doesn't work out, this is just another reason, you know, against Kyle Shanahan right now. And you know, you saw it in the Chiefs game last week. We were not prepared for that matchup, even with all that momentum, even with all those weapons. Um, so we better see something more because right now it's a little bit uneven right now. And um, we're not NFC favorites yet. I, I just keep seeing all these ESPN headlines that said, oh, are the Niners favorites to win the NFC now because the Rams suck, Packers suck, Bucks suck. We're not looking great. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm like, I mean, where did all this come from? It was just like, against the Chiefs, dude, don't worry. Have you guys watched our team? Like, <laughs> no, it's not just the Chiefs. It's the Broncos. We scored, what, nine against the Broncos? And we scored uh, fucking, like, I don't know how many against the Bears, but it wasn't a lot. Like, we, we're just a very uneven team, and we typically look like that under the Shanahan era. We we do better at the end of the season, but, Yeah, you know, let me ask you a question, you want. Matt, like, how much how much better do you think the team is? Like realistically, on Madden overall, they probably went up. But in the terms of like, you know, pushing the needle, I don't know how much of the needle was really pushed. I mean, 
We have a great defense. It's a Super Bowl caliber defense. Right. The offense has always but been the issue. That was there issue, before. Right. Yeah. So right. basically, and you the need offense a piece, was the running back like, position wasn't the problem though, right? Yeah. Agreed? That's exactly. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you on that. Like that's why I don't really like to trade that much because I think that Shanahan can literally turn a Muppet into a fucking you know, <laughs> all-pro running back, right? So why mm-hmm. do you, what what does an all-pro running back turn into under Shanahan, right? A more efficient all-pro running back? Yes. Like, that's like, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs here. Like, I don't know if running back's the issue because, like, obviously the run game hasn't been great. It's been okay. It's been adequate so far, and McCaffrey's going to elevate that. But then what do you have? You have a great run game. You got a great defense. We had that last year. Like, how much is that going to mask the deficiencies on the offensive line, on Jimmy G? That's why we just need Trey Lance back, man. If Trey Lance can be anything more than, like, you know, better than Jimmy G, I think, yes, we can be contenders every year. But it really doesn't matter if we had Christian McCaffrey or not, if Trey Lance was going to develop, right? I feel like if Trey Lance was going to be, like, the next Josh Allen, Josh Allen doesn't need Christian McCaffrey to be Josh Allen. He has Devin Singletary, right? And he's still killing it. So, you know, we're splitting hairs here. He needs I don't really know. That's true. But he's got Debo. Try. Well, don't even compare him. All right, that's it. First of all, you had Debo. Uh, <laughs> no love lost, whatever. I mean, there was also some other great NFL news. Um, you know, a few quarterbacks got benched. I don't know which one you want to start with. Maybe we should just skip one, Gav, or... Oh, dude. <laughs> Zappy? <laughs> Zappy hour or Mac attack? Mac, it's like, listen... Gonna... It's both mediocre quarterbacks, okay? Listen, it doesn't matter. They're not going to transform. None of them are Brady, okay? None of them are Kenny Pickett. None of, no, they're better than Kenny Pickett. That's the crazy thing. How does this affect uh, uh, Jacoby Myers? Does it impact him at all? No, this doesn't affect him at all, dude. This guy's elite. Only thing is... Jacoby uh, Myers is so fucking have you, wrong, Did you bro. see his touchdown? Dude, he's but a freaking like, monster. I feel like Zappy's the only one who can throw touchdowns to him. Dude, no. See, because Mac Mac Jones was given a short, like he, he had to go, march the entire field, and then the one, the first play that uh, Zappy's in, they're at the fifty yard line. Like, bruh, I'm pretty sure Mac could have scored a touchdown. Nah, but he threw a deep pass to Jacoby, right? Like, I feel like dude, Zappy, it was blown coverage, like, dude. I mean, in the very little time coverage. I saw him, like, yeah, but he, pocket. I feel like he, I feel like he throws a lot more. Like, he's willing to take more risks than uh, Mac Jones. But but I'm okay. In but, terms like, is of that like, really? arm strength, they both have weak arms. Like neither yeah. of them. Whoa, are chill. Like... Mac attack is different. No. Oh my god, dude. I'm not gonna like like listen. We're not here to talk about my trash team, okay? Uh, I'm 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 schooling them tomorrow, okay? We're getting into huddle. We're gonna go right. over it. Just say you like Mac. Cool. I, I, no, well, I we don't could like talk about the quarterback you guys could trade for in terms of like Matt Ryan. <laughs> no. Listen, I, Matt Ryan I was thinking the other way. I was trash. thinking the other way. Mac Mac Jones is going to be the next Colt. They always oscillate. It's from old to young, young to old. So obviously, Mac. <laughs> no, Jones they've is been next. on old for like three years, right? No, they got Carson Wentz last year. He's kind of old, dude. I mean, like, do you see Yo, him? It's like Brissett to Philip Rivers to um, Carson Wentz what? to Matt Ryan. Do we count Sam Ellinger? I don't know. We'll have to see. Are you starting Sam Ellinger, dude? That's crazy. Hell no. Like, it doesn't do anything <laughs> at all for the Colts. I don't know why they benched Matt. I mean, he, he threw three touchdowns the previous game. 
No, but he also has the most fumbles and interceptions in the league. That's because and their line is trash. I thought I told you guys this already. The reason why um, what's I his name that. is not going to be good. I get that, but at the same time, he does not look good. Like, I I have to watch the games because I have Michael Pittman on one of my teams. I also put him as one of my my guys. I'm pretty sure, and it's frustrating me how bad Michael Pittman has become because of Matt Ryan. Considering you'd think that. Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz from Michael Pittman. But Matt Ryan is just like there's something wrong with him. Like he hesitates way too much. And like it's not just him. Frank Reich is also to blame in this. And I think he's just using this as a scapegoat because like you've known your offensive line's been trash for like what, six, seven weeks already? But he's not doing anything different. There's no screen passes being called. There's no quick throws. Either Matt Ryan's audibly and out of all of it or that it was never called in the first place. Like, every time I'm just begging this guy, like, throw the ball quicker. And that Ryan just hesitates so damn much. Like, we always trash the Atlanta. Like, we trash everyone in Atlanta for what happened. And it's like, now Matt Ryan's going to get better protection. And all of a sudden, the Colts' offensive line is bad. Like, and I now just, the Falcons' offensive line is good this year, and yeah, they're actually so, have more wins than the Colts. Come on! I I wonder. Crazy. I just wonder whether it's you know who's the actual problem here. Just like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, right? Like I'm not saying that the Colts' offensive line is good because they're not playing up to part of the season, but you can't just blame all of it on them because if your quarterback takes like three seconds to release the ball, then it's Someone's never gonna, gonna work, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you think of Sam Ellinger in terms of like? Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, Alec Pierce. Uh, would you still oh, start fucked. him in fantasy? Yeah, dude. No? You're done. <laughs> you got to start Jonathan Taylor. You've got no choice there. Yeah, you, I never was high on Pittman. 1.1. Yeah, you got to start Taylor. But Pittman, oh, man. I um, I guess. I mean, you didn't probably didn't spend too high of a draft capital on him, right? Like, you must have another receiver like that you would start for a week. That was fourth. So, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I was never I, I told you guys at the beginning of the season I wasn't high on the Colts and I thought Matt Ryan was washed and you guys thought I was crazy, but that's exactly what it looks like right now. And I'm not I'm not saying that just to say that. I just wasn't high on them originally, so it's hard for me to say should I sell or should I keep when I wasn't like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't trade or get them in originally. As a Pittman owner, I'm going to bench him this week and see what happens. God. I'm gonna look at the game. I'm going to see if Sam Ellinger looks better. But after that, um, I I just have to keep him on the bench for now. I can't really trade him unless I actually get a good deal. At the, at the very best. You're not going to get very, a good deal, though. Yeah, at you the very worst, him, dude. He's, like, he's, like, he's the wide receiver one on a bad offense. And like that's like Terry McLaurin level. Like I'm okay with like keeping that as a backup, right? If I need a guy because someone's on bye, I'm okay with starting him. But I'm not starting. I don't want to. I don't know, I don't know if this is going to be. Right. I don't know if this is going to be controversial, but like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go on a limb and say that like I feel like with uh, Sam Ellinger, I would put Pittman in the same class as uh, Darnell Mooney. And I know that sounds really painful, Ooh. but if you really think about it, that really is the same situation at this point. You got a quarterback that we have absolutely no clue about their passing abilities, and then you have. Um, a team that loves to run the ball. And, you know, other than that, Darnell Mooney is just the number one. It's not like he's, like, some amazing, crazy talent. And Sam, Mike, I would say the same for uh, Pittman. Like, I don't think anybody's seen anything from Pittman which says, oh, man, Pittman's so, like, you know, the next big thing in terms of wide receivers. But 
You'll yeah. see. Slinging Sam Ellinger is going to get it. He's going to get it. <laughs> Sam Ellinger, Texas. Sam Ellinger is the, in. you know, he's the solution. <laughs> the Andrew Luck problem, <laughs> he's the solution. He was the next Andrew Luck. That's crazy. Exactly. He I want to just ask you a quick question about, like, the Colts, though. Like, so what? This is, like, the sixth quarterback since Andrew Luck has been gone. Seven. And, you know, <laughs> seventh, all right? But we can basically all agree none of them have worked out, right? Clearly. So, like, who gets – someone's got to get fired, right? Is it is it the head coach? Or is it the GM? Or is it both? Like, what, do you, what both. would you guys do if you were both. the GM or the owner? Yeah, it's both. both. Like you gotta change everything. That's so sad. Like maybe Frank Wright gets a pass, but man, I mean he he. The offense looks. He's been so there bad. for one playoff game, one playoff appearance. I want to say with Philip Rivers. Yeah. So yeah. and they 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 kept it close with the Bills. So give them that. Yeah, but we're not we're not we're not excusing that as like. A, but that was like three know, years ago. I don't think ago, that right? buys you another year, which yeah. you did three years ago, right? Like, if I'm disappointed in Kyle Shanahan, he took us to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship. Like, disappointed. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. of course, the quarterback situation is obviously hard to deal with. But also, you traded for these guys, the right? Like, you can't Dig just say, oh, way. like, who who did this to us? Like, you did this. <laughs> Everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Like, eventually, I think like, the GM after... has to go. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure who the GM is, but it's Chris Ballard. Go. Yeah, Chris Ballard. Yeah, and you know, I really, I'm not sure if like Chris Ballard or uh, Frank Wright are like bad at their jobs. I just think like, you know, if it's not working, it's just not gonna magically start clicking. You know, like it's it's not one of those things where you can just keep trying, keep trying with the same guys and rinse and repeat. Especially when you're not getting any type of results and it's just getting uglier and uglier every year. And now you got a guy out there that's starting as Sam Ellinger and your backup is Nick Foles. Like, come on, man. I should just start Nick Foles. Yeah, I like Nick Foles. Let's go. Bring him back, baby. No. All right. Let's get into our last one here. Uh, The saddest one of them all. I feel like it's spicy. It is sad, though. Sorry. Brees Hall with a. ACL tear against the Denver Broncos. I hate Denver even more after this. <laughs> Brees Hall, man, I, I I trashed him to begin the year because I didn't really want him because it's a Jets running back. But, I mean, man, he was turning that curse right around. He was phenomenal out there, explosive, probably the favorite for offensive rookie of the year. Like He, just he was looking it. amazing. He pops. Yeah, and then he tears his ACL. And he pops this his is ACL. Just, it's so devastating because, like, You've seen so many young running backs. Like, ETN got hurt for the year. Cam Akers tore his Achilles. James Robinson tore his Achilles. Like, all these young running backs, man. Like, what what does it have to take to, like, see a new, like, young face to this league? And it's so, like, and it's fun. Like, Najee, he didn't tear anything, but he's just not good anymore. Like, everything <laughs> is just, you know, it's so sad to see. Like It's sad to be a young running back. They, they hurt you out there. Yeah. But I mean, well, you know, I hope he's all good and gets speedy recovery. Probably won't be returning anytime this year. No, um, no, but I think he within one injury, like I always say, it brings up another, you know, open position and potential for a different player. And I don't, and don't think anybody is just gonna come in and replace Bruce Hall's production. Obviously, they have Michael Carter, who I was kind of high on coming out of the UNC. I think, or yeah, I think so. Uh, but he was you know, a pretty good running back and 
He shared the, I think he was in the backfield in college with uh, Javante Williams, if I'm not mistaken. You're uh, correct. There was, yeah, that was a great duo. And yeah, now both of them are hurt, which is so sad to hear. <laughs> and, you know. No, I think that was uh, like, Carter and uh, Javante, right? So Carter. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Carter now getting more opportunity, but they traded for Robinson. We'll see what ends woo! up happening. In hey, that. you can't just say it like but that. You go. can't just say it like that. It's we called have a revival. James the Flames Jet Season. <laughs> oh, Let's that, go. Oh, God. The newly christened. Well, thank God, dude. I love it. Thank God, Trent Bulky. Like, you suck as a person and as a manager. But thank you for getting James Robinson out of your doing one good thing. Fire. Yeah, James oh doesn't God. deserve this. He doesn't deserve getting traded. Like no. obviously, if Etienne wasn't there him. in the first place, like he would have been the starter. But you know, Gab obviously has him because he stole he stole him from all of me in my leagues. <laughs> and um, it's like a stock split. Like if you had Etienne and Robinson, now you get two starting running backs. That's, That's crazy. Great. Can you imagine who did that? I didn't, yeah. but. Bro, one of my leagues, I was literally so close to cutting Robinson. I was like, there's no hope. He's not getting <laughs> no He got hope. one target that wasn't caught. <laughs> and I was like, geez, this is over. I'm going to be looking for whatever, you know, in the in this year's, this week. So maybe someone else with Michael Carter is available or something. And it just worked out so perfectly that I didn't cut him. And now he's a, he's going to be RB1. I think, think James he's RB1? is a winner. I think he's a winner. All right. Obviously not the first week, but. Later on the line, dude. He's a winner. I'm hesitant to say because they also lost their offensive tackle, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, for the oh, season. Oh, did they really? Never mind. Yeah. Robinson's numbers haven't been looking great in Jacksonville, but, um, I mean, they got Mike LaFleur right there as the offensive coordinator. He comes from the Shanahan tree. I think they're going to run the ball well. Brees Hall, you know, he's different. And he's got, he obviously, you're not getting Brees Hall out of James Robinson. But I think you still got a viable starting running back in James. The Flames, Jet season. We'll see. Like, I'm, I'm hesitant to say RB1 season just yet. But I know. think he's RB1. You got to have faith, dude. This guy's different. Yeah. You're just I'll miss you, James, in Jacksonville. Like, oh, Reese's- Elijah Vera Tucker has. That's a pretty big loss. And, you know, I don't know just if don't, you can just recover from losing your, run on that your side. best lineman. <laughs> He's a guard, though. He didn't be in the middle, bro. There's no <laughs> he, side there. <laughs> he moved around. He moved around. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they can That just makes him, him even more valuable. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Also, Michael Carter owners, which was also me. Like, do you know? Uh, they had a split so second funny. of happiness. Brees Hall. I had Brees Hall, and I drafted Michael Carter as a handcuff. And I didn't cut Michael Carter throughout all this time. And then I was like, well, at least I have another running back to replace Brees Hall. And then James Robinson gets traded. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fun times all around. I love this season. Great season. All right. Let's get into the week eight starts and sits. Halloween's coming up, guys. So you know what that oh, means. Oh, spooky. Halloween got movies, our, candies. Got our oh, Halloween-themed awesome. uh, starts and sits. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> I'm going to start off with our quarterback start of the week. I'm going with Daniel Jones versus the Seattle Seahawks. It's time to stop hating on Daniel Jones. He's looking actually good for once. And, you know, maybe it's the new coaching staff. Maybe he just, uh, he's hit like some kind of a peak. 
I don't know. Maybe he's like the new Josh Allen with Brian Dable. Um, but I'm not willing to go that far yet. But he is looking great. And the Seattle Seahawks, even though they're a pretty good defense, they're prone to giving up some points. And um, I think that he has a pretty good matchup with them. And he's going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with somehow Geno Smith. But I think it's just the That rush. sounds so crazy. Geno Did Smith didn't do anything what you said. You just said Daniel Jones is going to have to score a lot of points to keep up with Geno Smith. Bro. <laughs> Tell him about that at the beginning of the season. That's a 10-year vet, bro. Geno's a 10-year vet. Come on. 11. They Stop called the game right man. back. <laughs> Daniel Jones is just such a beast in terms of running the ball, too. It's just like he has such a safe floor, which is crazy because two years ago, all he did was turn it over and have an absolute shit floor. Do you remember when he ran the ball and tripped and on failed. himself? That's, yeah, yeah, right in front of the... Oh, and that's why I'm, call- I'm nicknaming Daniel Jones the headless horseman for today. Oh, wow. oh come on, man. Gallop. You got to call Dude, him Vanilla Vic, easy. bro. He's going to gallop his Vic, way. He might, he might fall a, lot, a couple times, but, you know, I think, you know, he, he kind of clumsy looking like Eli was. Like, I, I feel like he was a perfect successor to Eli. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's actually mobile now. So I really like his uh, game against the Seahawks. Go get him. Yeah, yeah. I like that pick. Um, I'm sure he's probably not as available as once he was. Uh, my guy's definitely available mostly. <laughs> I got Jameis uh, Winston against the Raiders, and it's ooh. his first week back healthy. Um, he's healthy. You know, been dealing with, uh, I think it was like a hand injury. He had some like uh, rods in his hand or something like crazy like that. But disregard all that. You just got to know he's playing one of the worst defenses. <laughs> disregard it. Disregard the injury. Don't worry about stuff like that when you're playing him. It's Jameis fucking Winston, bro. We crab legs. Wild. We need Ws. This is that guy. He's going to go out and uh, I think he's going to light up the, the Raiders. It's going to be a high-scoring game. If anything, any team that's going to face troubles against their defense is going to be the Raiders against the Saints defense. So I think Jameis is, you know, bound to have a good week, especially because the Saints have been so bad. And it's just like one of those things that they're due for like a good week in a sense. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to just keep being asked the rest of the season. It only you works know, for like the Patriots. You know, every time we say that, the team actually does worse than what we thought they were going to do. Like we said that like two podcasts ago where, oh, yeah, this is a get right. They all lost. <laughs> Yes, this is a get, thank you for reminding me. This is a get right week. <laughs> I've never heard of one. Oh, James Winston, get right, bro. Bruh. Ruined him. It's gonna be a gruesome loss yeah. now, dude. <laughs> if yeah. he wasn't, if it wasn't suspect enough already, just uh, we made it a little bit worse. <laughs> oh, for real, dude. And then I'm gonna just go right back to my running back start of the week. Um, I really like. Like I told you guys earlier, I was already got him. So if you're in my league, don't even check. I got him. It's Foreman <laughs> against Atlanta. He is such a beast, bro. He's Derrick Henry what? Jr. from last year. If you guys remember when Derrick Henry field was hurt, and then there was a guy in Tennessee just running around, looks like Derrick Henry, built like Derrick Henry, runs the ball like Derrick Henry. All right, let's calm Foreman. down here. <laughs> no, no, I will not calm down. You will not stop the Foreman hype. All right, mm-hmm. it's a real. He had a hundred something yards, and then they gave the fucking touchdown to Hubbard, bro. You would have had the craziest week ever if they would have just left him in for the goal <laughs> line carries. And I, I mean, he's the better running back in terms of just pure running ability. Hubbard might be a little bit better pass catcher, but they both got two catches each, so it's not like, um, you know, 
he's so much worse in passing games. It's just that he didn't get the touchdown. So it looks like, oh, it was an even week. But if you really look at it, like Foreman was the number one running back. He just got, you know, running back touchdowns to one, which happens to all great running backs, you know? I like tankier running backs, dude. Like, lighter running backs are trash. He's getting tossed around. They're more pass catchers anyway. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to go with my running back here. It's Raheem, the Dream Mostert, versus the Lions. Um, Raheem Mostert's been putting up numbers recently, and I don't understand why everyone was on Chase Edmonds at first because Mike McDaniel knows Raheem Mostert and what he can do. He was part of the Niners' offense, and you know he signed Raheem Mostert for a reason because he can you know, destroy opponents' defenses when he is actually healthy. And now that he's healthy again, he put up 20... PPR against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He obviously had five against the Minnesota Vikings, but that was with, you know, who knows that quarterback anymore. And then we also have the New York Jets. He put up 19. He put up 10 against Cincinnati. Like, I feel like he's perfectly startable, and it's just weird to be able to trust Raheem Oster because you know that once you do, he's probably going to get hurt. And he got Stop. hurt against the Lions Stop. last week. Last time he faced the Lions with the Niners, he got injured and he was out for the whole season. So obviously that means this time he's not going to get hurt. No, that was in Detroit. Oh, <laughs> I remember God. that game. That's awful. I do remember. But either Lions way, Detroit is... Points. Yeah, they're giving up the second most rushing yards per game. Um, they got Tua coming back from the dead. Nearly a Frankenstein. <laughs> Crazy. And, you know... I think that the Dolphins are right back on track to keep on winning games, and they're probably going to do so against the Lions. I hate it, dude. I hate it. I'm going to go back to back here with my wide receivers. I'm going to go Devonta Smith versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, I know G's not going to like this, but it has to be no. done. You know, Devonta Smith left a bad impression probably on everyone when he scored zero points, I think, in the first week. And then you were like, oh, man, I can't even roster this guy at this point. A.J. Brown's going to take all the touches. But ever since then, he's been pretty great. Like, he has 15 against Minnesota, 30 against Washington, 4 against Jacksonville in the rain, and then 18 and 15 against Arizona and Dallas each in PPR. Like, why aren't you starting this guy? Especially against a very bad Pittsburgh defense that just gave up, what, two wide receiver one performances to Waddle and Tyreek Hill? That means A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith can both probably eat. And, um, you know, don't believe the trick. It's a treat for Devonta Smith. I like it. I like it, but, you know, that's kind of something that you, you – everyone's going to start him already, so that's not really a start, okay? I got you a guy that no one's – I know like, I know. SEC uh, slugs started him last week. Well, nobody cares about that guy, dude. He's an <laughs> Eagles fan, okay? He's delusional, just like he, all East Coast fans And he still beat me. Are. I know, right? Well, this week I'm starting Scary Terry against the Colts, dude. And it's it's it's, it's matchup. You know, the Colts have been, you know, secondary is kind of liable. They've been giving up, like, at least a touchdown every game to wide receivers. They've allowed, like, 106 yards. And, uh, dude, when it's it's mostly because the uh, the Heineken-Terry uh, connection is back. Because seriously, yeah, Heineken, dude, he's – that's – Scary Terry, he, they they made each other look so good last year, and I'm just happy that it's back. I mean, like, last week, Scary Terry was looking awful the first six weeks. Last week, what what happens? He'd get a touchdown, and he's got, like, 70 yards, dude. 
I mean, it's just pure connection. You're finally starting him. Scary Terry is a start every week now while Heineken is um the quarterback. Because Heineken just loves Scary Terry. Dust Plus off the cobwebs, to... bro. The guy's back from the dead. Yeah. You have to start Scary Terry on Halloween weekend, right? I know. It's just, I mean, it's kind of kismet. He's going to get a boost, right? That's yes. how it works. He gets like a boost to his all his stats and stuff. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure he's aiming for it. <laughs> and uh, another guy you're kind of dusting off and bringing back from the dead, Dalton Schultz against the Bears. I mean, Carson, I mean, whoa, what am I even? <laughs> <laughs> they just what look alike. Carson Wentz yeah. and uh, Schultz. They're both redheads, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, Dalton Schultz is, is a start now. I mean, again, another guy who hasn't been looking good the past couple weeks. But Dak is back. That's what I meant to say, the quarterback. Dak is back. And Dalton Schultz, when they have that connection going, um, it's it's flowing. And it feels like if they're not passing to Dalton Schultz, they're not winning all the well. I think finally Dalton Schultz is healthy. The Bears, it was it was BS. I'm going to call it BS, okay? The Bears' defense was not that good. Our line was just looking awful. Trent Brown was just selling hard, okay? This is going to be a high-scoring game, I feel like, just because also the Cowboys' defense is kind of suspect, dude. Is Michael Parsons that good? Yes. You did not just say that. No, dude, he's not. Bro, he got clapped. What do you mean he's not? Bro? He had like he's six points. The best the, in the six points against the uh, Lions. They only allowed six points. That's against the Lions, dude. They're trash. Okay. Okuda's. <laughs> well, yeah, dude. Dalton Schultz is back. Just because he's pickable, he's he's in a lot of uh, waiver wire pickups. You can pick him up right now, and uh, it's a good match up. Bears suck. I feel like this is a lot of Bears hate more than the uh, matchup. But you know, everything I do is I wonder where that's hate. coming from. Uh, yeah. Everything is fueled by hate for me. I don't know. I don't know, dude. First, they pick up freaking fields from us. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to even get <laughs> into they it. Use, I'm not and even, then they use I'm them. not even getting into it. Okay. I'll get into <laughs> my pick. I'll go with Irv Smith Jr. versus the Arizona Cardinals. You know, Irv Smith Jr. is like the three musketeers of players you know he's obviously the third musketeer yeah he's the third musketeer in the adam thelian justin jefferson you know receiving core and you know he is very underrated i'd say you don't see him that often you don't always get him in your you know trick-or-treat bags and stuff like that like for every two tricks you get you get like maybe like half a three musketeers like that one of those bite-sized ones right but you know every time you open it up and you know it just hits the spot and he is going to go up against a porous Arizona Cardinals defense that allows the most points to tight ends. Oh, second most points to tight ends. And, you know, I think that this is going to be a good Irv Smith Jr. game. I think he's going to probably get a touchdown. He'll probably see one in the red zone. Uh, they usually have kind of some bootleg rollout. And then um, as long as Kirk Cousins can find him, I think he's going to score at least one. So start him with confidence. You can't start any. Yeah, that's a great pick. You can't start any tight end, really. No, no, no confidence. <laughs> no, not confidence. with confidence. But as much confidence as you can for tight end. I also, bet fuck you. Fuck Robert Tanyan. All right, all right. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> move to our sits now, and uh, I'm gonna go with the most horrific. The guy looks like a zombie out there. He probably sees Stop. ghosts right now. He's a little spooky. <laughs> He's getting nightmares. He's got so much going on in his head. He just lost. His wife. 
It's Tom, Tom. dude. You don't Tom, even know Tom, yet. Tom, Tom, Tom. You don't even know that yet. Yeah. Tom, dude. Tom yeah, Brady. It's like Frankenstein. Got his wife fucked by Antonio White. Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Put that shit on. We don't condone no. that. But yeah, Tom Brady's a sit, bro. I have Tom Brady in one of my leagues, my main, most like $100 league, and it's been absolutely fucking horrific. I put out <laughs> 43 points last week. That is a nightmare. <laughs> you want to hear about something that's fucking terrible, you want to see, you should have seen my lineup. That shit would have terrified someone. But Tom Brady was a big component of that. He played like ass. I don't know what he's doing, but maybe stop awesome. going to Robert Kraft's weddings and maybe practice and talk to his teammates and figure out how they can get them goddamn open because what he's doing is not working. You don't lose to the Steelers just to go back and put three, three points, not a single touchdown. Against the Carolina Panthers without Christian McCaffrey, without Baker, like you lost to Foreman and Hubbard and PJ Walker. Like, come on, bro, we're better than that. So if Tom Brady's really got to show me how me good Foreman bro, was. You were just telling me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Brady is supposed to be the goat gap. Um, yeah, that's what not, I was about to say. It's more of like a um, Frankenstein, if you ask me. But well, goats, goat, the goats eventually, you know. They pass away, you know. I don't. You pass away. Do it uh, on your own time. Don't do it this on, is Halloween, on dude. the field. You know, this is a good time, dude. It's a revival. Halloween night bet. Yeah, um, I don't believe in that. <laughs> no. I think that um, I think that he probably just disappears. Maybe that's his ghost act. He will just disappear again. Especially Thursday night. Thursday night primetime games usually are shit shows and the last few have been a complete sh- utter shit show. So kind of think this is going to go that way. Um, also, you got to think about how, you know, Brady just sucks. Don't forget that. That's all I have to state. Wow, dude, I can't be, you can't, you're just hating me because you, your team sucks right now too. But I'm not going to pretend Brady. He's definitely, he's definitely lost it. Okay, chill. <laughs> chill, dude, chill. If we suck, then what does that make Brady, yeah? That's my whole point, bro. I told you he got lucky. Whatever. Whatever, dude. All right. Let me get to it. I, I know I just said that you're going to start Dalton Schultz against the Bears. But that's only because he's going to get fed so much by Dak. I forgot to add that. But you're going to sit Dak, too. I don't know how that works. But you got to sit Dak against the Bears. I don't know what it is. I think the Bears have found. And I'm, I don't. I just did a 360. Honestly, that's I set myself up. I told you. A 180. 180, sorry. I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot who I put on the sheet that I was going to hate on him. But Dak Prescott didn't look good last week, okay? He threw for he threw one touchdown. I mean, he got... <laughs> Did we count that as a pick or was that a fumble with Lamb? I have Either no way, idea. I don't know. Either way, Dak Prescott didn't look good back his first week. Um, I think his hand is still lingering with the pain. Um... And I feel like they're going to try to protect him a little bit more. I don't know if he's ready just yet. Definitely against the Bears. The Bears looking scary right now. Rokon Smith was... I don't know what was happening, dude. I don't know if our line is trash or if the defensive line for the Bears is just really good. I feel like it's the latter. Um, and just, I don't know, dude. I'm scared of the Bears defense now. I'm kind of... I was just hating on them, but I'll be honest. I'm scared. I got nightmares. Straight up, dude. And I feel like Dak should, too. He's not looking healthy just yet. And I don't know. Yeah. They're probably going to run more. I feel like game script should be run. 
I mean, the Bears are top three in passing defense right now. So yeah, exactly. This yeah, that doesn't even matter. Okay, I just feel like Dak isn't healthy enough. He looked awful last week. Even Skip yeah. was kind of quiet in his tweets. Let's be real. If Skip's tw- quiet, you know, it's not good. It's true. Skip's never quiet. No. And I'm going to go back right to it with another sit that's crazy. I know I keep doing this every week, but we're sitting CMC against the Rams. Rams with the best rushing defenses. Um, CMC is still kind of new to the offense. What more can you say? He looked, I mean, he got the most touches last week. Um, but it wasn't, you guys kept telling it was efficient. Dude, he got like four, he carried each one for like four yards. How efficient No, he is did that? not. Yes, he it did. did. Yes. Let me look at this. I could have sworn he, it was like four he yards. He had eight attempts for 38 yards. So that means he got 4.7 yards per carry. So almost Okay, let's five. just round down. Round down. Okay, okay true. Round down. <laughs> round down a that's couple not, yards. Like, you said round down to prove my point. <laughs> no, listen, listen. Because if you did that on the... If you if you're measuring it, okay, that's not a touch... That's not a first down. That's fourth and inches, buddy. Okay? That's half a... That's half a... Like, you know... Half ten Almost yards there. every time. So if you ran it three times, he would have gotten. The if first you needed time a yard, time. well, whatever. He would have gotten five. <laughs> no, he didn't get there just yet. But it's again, it's still new. Matt, are you trusting him now? Yes, absolutely. You're so delusional, dude. It's still too early to tell. Is he going to be able to read the playbook that quick? No. He's Jeff a Stanford still man. Ha- of course he can. They're still going to split. <laughs> Uh, we went to Santa Cruz, okay? It doesn't matter. Stop comparing us. To, like, Stop saying other colleges are better. <laughs> stop hyping up other colleges. We went to Santa Cruz. Our, our mascot is a slug. Yeah. No hate on Sammy, bro. I know. I love Sammy, though. But you can't start him just yet. He's, it's too... Like, I'll trust him next week. Not this week, okay? Would you at least say fade? Nah, dude. You got to sit down, man. Uh, all right. Well, It's against fighting. the Rams, too, bro. That's the the owner of the organization is the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> is it home, man? Pre- it's at L. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, in, uh, it's in it's Levi's in, uh, South. Uh, yeah, Levi's South. That's what a Niner fan's been calling it. That's what <laughs> funny, bro. <laughs> you guys are so stupid. No, nah, you're not so, You're not starting him. Yeah, you are. No, you're yeah. not, dude. Sorry, I mean, I'm, Levi's South. I'm, not, I'm not courageous enough to say sit for this guy. I'm going to go with the fade. With Damian Pierce against the Tennessee Titans, be a little cautious here, because the Titans are a very, very good run defense. I think they allow only, like they're the fourth best, and they allow under a hundred yards per game. And I know Damian Pierce has been on a heater recently, but I just feel like this is a game where the Titans are gonna destroy the Texans, and Derrick Henry is gonna go off. It's a Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry loves to kill the Texans. And, you know, that's unfortunate for me. This is the first year I don't have Derrick Henry, and I'm going up against Derrick Henry against the Houston game. And I know I'm about to get just absolutely whooped. But Put up you know, 16 points like we do. Don't be scared. No, he's he's coming. Like, if there is ever a reincarnation of Marshawn Lynch and Skittles, Derrick Henry's that dude. <laughs> and, you know, Damian Pierce, I love what he's done so far. He might be the new young running back that, you know, Everyone's hyped about, and they were already hyped about him. Him and Kenneth Walker. But, you know, I just don't like the matchup against Tennessee. So if you have a better option, I, I like Kenneth Walker too. Like, Kenneth Walker could be, you know, if you had both of them, I'd start him over Pierce or Mostert versus Pierce. You know, 
just like that. So, you know, I'd go with a fade though. I'm not crazy. You guys are crazy. Just, bro. just sit it. Just say sit. Two of the dude. best running backs. Just say sit. Here's two of the best running backs. Listen, last week the best running back uh, had like a couple points last week. I think like nine points. Mm. McCaffrey did. McCaffrey did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go back to back count, here, bro. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's only been another week. It's not like he's hurt. He just needs to learn some plays. He's not stupid. Hey, well, he that's fine. Stanford. Like, it, um, <laughs> just look, he's not going to play that good this week again. And then after the ni- week nine by 10 week against the Chargers, he's killing it. Okay. I hold you to it. Right. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll hold you to it. Bet. I'll All see right. you next week. We'll be here and we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll, be here. well, well, well. well, well. <laughs> All right, so my wide receiver sit is going to be Christian Kirk versus the Denver Broncos. He's got the one that has been eliminating all our wide receivers so far, Pat Sertan, and it's in London, first of all. And I know the London Jaguars are a different breed, but you know, <laughs> I don't think Christian Kirk is going to have a very good game because, you know, it's just, he's just going to be blanketed by Sertan the entire time. And the Denver Broncos, as much as I hate on them, you know, they have a really good defense. It's a really, really good defense, defense, which makes it, it even more frustrating that they still lose. And they're like two and five, I think, right now. So, well, you know, we were supposed to mention it in the fantasy nightmares. We were supposed to do a skit, but that was my nightmare. I hate how bad they are. Tra- they are. God. We can still so do that skit. <laughs> but yeah, you know I, what I feel my like... nightmare would be? You know what my nightmare would be? Lining up against PS2. Exactly. <laughs> Dude is like the Kraken out there. He is holding. He is being physical. You do not want to be near him. And I think Kristen Kirk's just going to have a very, very bad morning versus the uh, <laughs> Broncos. Going to have an ugly fight over there, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they yeah, fly I'm... until like late, right? They don't fly until like later in the week, too. So, I mean, jet lag has yeah, got to right. kill them. Well, I mean, that goes for both teams. I mean, they're also yeah. flying, the other team is flying fucking Denver all the way to London, which is kind of a crazy flight. That's true. I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna use all the same logic Matt just used for my sit for the receivers. Uh, a corner who is physical, tall, lengthy, and just gets in your face and clamps shit down. That would be Sauce Gardner. And I think Sauce Gardner will probably be on Jacoby Myers. So as much as I've been a Jacoby Myers supporter this year, and you guys know that I've been, you know, riding the Jacoby Myers train in terms of just picking him up and starting him. And every week I've been almost started him, you know, maybe a little bit dude didn't need. But this week I am taking him out of all my lineups, getting him a nice little spot on the bench. He can uh, go trick-or-treating for all I care. Uh, he's not going to be playing football for my team this week. I don't like the matchup whatsoever uh, in terms of just the Jets defense is really good. And uh, Sauce Gardner, like Matt said, you just locks it, locks stuff down. He's got that, you know, CB1. Maybe he got a Darrell Revis costume on or something. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he is he's really just been that guy in terms of just, you know, being a CB1. And you really don't see it happen very often where these rookie cornerbacks cor- are just put into the game and just lock it down. You've seen it twice now in the last few years with PS2, and now you see it with, uh, you know, there's a few good running, uh, rookie corners this year, but, you know, obviously Sauce stands out. Um, he's just, I really just really like Sauce. So 
it's more of just for me i don't want any bit of that this week yeah i hate how right you are on that because again it's against my patriots uh <laughs> but I, i'll yeah, give you another I mean, right pick dude go ahead yeah i just I, like i was just gonna add on one last thing it's just I've, I like Myers. Don't do anything foolish like cut him or anything like that. He's a great player to still keep and roster because he is the number one receiver in New England. Yeah, again, I hate how right you are. I guess we're just gonna take another L. Uh, Probably. We gotta. We I'll gotta be there right with you. Fast. I'll trade you Mike Tomlin for Bill Belichick. Yo, I'll take Bill Belichick. Bill. Right. Bill like, okay. Stop. Don't get wild out here. Um. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my set of the week for uh tight end. And I know it's kind of like cheating because he's kind of injured. He didn't practice today. But you're sitting Mark Andrews against the Bucks. Again, if he does like if he does end up playing, I don't know. You can't start him with confidence. And I know how bad the Bucks have looked, right? But again, I'm I'm usually right about Mark Andrews. You got to sit him this week. He he's gonna be hurt. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, it's just on, it's on a short week, you know, so I wouldn't do it. And Lamar has been looking trash. I don't know if you guys have noticed, dude. Like, something's different. He's going against what he's supposed to be normally doing. Uh, just noticed. stick to running back. Just <laughs> stick to running back. Bro. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't mean to say that, but, yeah, you can't throw. I think you did. <laughs> I know. They literally literally put him in as running back, but that's what I want to see more, dude. Quarterback draw. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how to explain the Lamar thing. Maybe he's going to be a nightmare for me later. But um, I'll go with the last sit of the week. It's going to be Darren Waller versus the New Orleans Saints. If you are like me when you drafted Darren Waller in your fantasy football leagues, you were thinking that, you know, you were trick-or-treating and you were going to get yourself like um, like a Reese's a Mars Pieces bar. or like, yeah, a Mars bar or, you know, Just a full-size candy bar. Yeah. Something that is solid, reliable, one of the good candies that you could just keep. Like, it's a staple candy right there. Yeah. Nah, you got you got one of those Butterfingers. You got the hot tamale. You got the uh, candy corn. Candy corn. Whoa, you, did you <laughs> disrespect <laughs> Butterfingers like that, bro? You didn't think I was Butterfingers are fucking Do you know foul. why? Do you know no, why? No, they're fire. Do you know why? why? Because like Butterfingers, Darren Waller has Butterfingers, and he's flaky I'm right s- now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, and James isn't his quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, right. So, you know. <laughs> you stupid. Dude, you could have just said, like, he, Darren Waller's like a, like a, uh, uh, what's nah, that snack no, size I'm sticking one? with it now. He's Butterfingers. Oh, God, dude. Until he gets so better, ch- he's Butterfingers. Like, the amount of times I've seen him go up for a pass and, like, he doesn't bring it down or, like, he doesn't lay out for a catch. Like, it frustrates me. And then the first, I think, like, in the first couple snaps, he hurts his hamstring. And, like, obviously, I can't blame him for the injury. But it's just, it's been very disappointed, like, to see him and his performance. And I don't even know if he's going to be back this year, like, this week. Because he had a hamstring injury, went into the bye, and then he came back. He still was hurt. So, like, what am I supposed to do, like, with Darren Waller? So... I'd say bench him because it's not a great matchup again with New Orleans. And they don't necessarily need him anymore with Devontae Adams. So nah, like, I know. Got replaced. Yeah, New dude. Orleans New Orleans is second against tight ends anyway. So I, I just don't like the matchup. Some spooky starts and sits this week, guys. 
Real spooky. Very spooky. Really kind of hurt my heart. You kind of trash it on the patrons. Well, they did that to themselves. Yeah. All right. Well, the spookiness isn't over yet, guys. Well, we got our fantasy nightmares. We're seven weeks into the season, and uh, uh. that's getting dark. Daylight savings is ending or coming up. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's darker. <laughs> it's got to stay crazy. Halloween is here. Let's say some uh, spooky nightmares in fantasy around the fire that we have here. Finally, some therapy. I love it. Go ahead, Matt. Start first. Gracious host. Eesh. Where'd she begin? It's the nicest thing I've ever heard you say, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I- I'm a gentleman when it counts. You know this, ladies. <laughs> Oh, all right. Let's just <laughs> the saddest thing about a fantasy nightmare is the realistic nature of it all. And my friends, I will tell you a story that is scary, but ultimately just so uh, realistic for what's happening this season. I just feel like the fun of fantasy football as a whole is being sucked out of me because you know you have these great players and they're not doing anything right <laughs> you got Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady they've basically turned into pumpkins right Matthew you Stafford have, yeah Stafford is gone and that means Allen Robinson basically turned into mush right and then you know James the Flames he was good and then he's somehow you know bad again and now he's, and then in he's jet. yeah well, we'll see. And then, <laughs> you know, on my team personally, on one of my uh, main leagues, you know, I had DeAndre Swift. And then he was supposed to be the exciting new RB1. And then he gets hurt. And we don't even know if he's ever coming back because, you know, they're always super weird with the injuries. You have, you know, I had Cordero Patterson. We don't know when he's going to be back. He's <laughs> placed on the IR and he's gone for a while. And then... You have that little inch of faith right there in Brees Hall. And I told you I didn't like drafting him, but I just drafted him because of the hype, because of the potential. And he actually delivers. Despite my gut feeling, he actually delivers. And the little ray of hope that was still left in me continued. And I started to like fantasy football again. Because let's be honest, guys, I hated my roster. I really did. <laughs> and Brees I Hall was the one him. exciting like thing that I had. And then he gets squished by the Denver Broncos bug. And uh, and now uh, I have a lack of fun. I also lost in the Sports Council League. <laughs> I, I basically I, I basically told you my nightmare because my nightmare actually played out last week. That was literally the worst loss I think I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like, Are you serious? You like, think? I mean, the one where I lost because of the kicker um, against Nando, that was pretty yeah. bad. But... Yeah, this hurts because, like, literally every single thing had to go wrong, and it did. And in short, everything's going wrong for me. I'm not having fun anymore. I want to. I want to go back home. <laughs> You're gonna die. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> dude, it's crazy how similar our nightmares are, dude. I mean, can you imagine putting your entire fantasy team? on the same two players all the way around because you think they're going to pop off. This is the new fancy offense. You know, this guy's a, he, he gets an extension. This guy, I mean, he, he literally just left a team to join another team that had the same archetype. They had a big, beefy, tall, wide receiver. 
and a better line this time? We thought. No, they're <laughs> trash. They give you like 12 points, 10 points, well, two points. They give they give you good stats against the freaking. Who are you talking about, Gav? The Raiders. Oh, God. Danger Witch. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> the Danger Witch. <laughs> the Danger, the danger oh Witch, bro. Spicy. Oh that's that's a real nightmare. I, it is spicy. Ooh, I, spicy. <laughs> I, I guess I'm wrong, dude. I put too much hype into Russell Wilson. I mean, Danger Wilson. Oh, Dangerous. Man. Dangerous. Dangerous. Uh, Mr. Mr. Limited, big time, bro. <laughs> oh my God, dude. And Mr. it's like, extremely limited. And I don't even blame Sutton for it. Like, I understand, like, well, no, I, I blame the Broncos offense too. They can't get separation. I swear to God, dude. Oh, it's everything is just good. And that's really what's holding all my teams back. Oh my God. I would be amazing if I pet anybody else. Uh, nightmares suck, dude. And you hate yeah, when you live. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I actually experienced my nightmare just about uh, about three days ago now. And so Tuesday, as we record this, actually two days ago, it was Sunday. It was a nice Sunday football. You know, you watch your players on fantasy play. Everything goes well. You win some leagues. You lose some other ones. You know, everything happens. And then Sunday night football comes around, and you watch your rookie quarterback. Go out there and fucking suck. Oh my god, dude. Let me I don't got enough time to get this started with, bro, but let's just let's just be quick with it, you know? Tell me about it. Like there's no other way to put it. He was no atrocious. He did not look like you know, he makes these Kenny obviously I'm talking about Kenny Pickett. I'm a Steeler fan for everybody that does not does not understand. If you know, now you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's just so hard because you see like these rookie quarterbacks and they have these two or three plays and you're just like, God, dude, he could be legit. And then that last fucking play of the game, it was so bad. It just <laughs> did not make any sense to me. He had a first down and he could ran out of bounds and we could, you know, live to see another play, you know, all those little basic cliches. Don't force it. You live to see another down. Uh, just take what their defense gives you. All the most basic things your high school football coach probably told you, you know, like this is nothing crazy. You know, this is nothing new. It's just funny to me that like, it's just sometimes it's like, damn, bro, did someone tell Kenny this? Like there's still <laughs> 30 seconds left when you threw a, you threw a back shoulder to a wide receiver, not even paying attention. And it's like, I don't know, man. It just doesn't make any sense to me what's, what what he was thinking. And it's like, it's just a nightmare because you got a rookie quarterback. And obviously, whenever you have a rookie quarterback, you want him to look like Patrick Mahomes. You want him to look like Josh Allen. You want him to look like Joe Burrow. They were, you know, just exciting. There was so much promise. You know, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is an unachievable standard to have. But, you know, it happened for the Chiefs, right? So why can't you always just think to yourself, why can't it happen to me? And then you're like, oh man, he does this good thing and does this, and then he just throws such a dumb pass at the end of the game. It's just like it's literally just your worst nightmare as a football fan. Obviously, it's not fantasy football. I mean, if you started him, you're a fucking idiot. But that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> but that's a in real terms fan. of just you know, if in terms of just real life football, it is about the worst nightmare you could have in turn Like it's just like you got the rookie quarterback. Obviously, as you're a fan of the team, you're just bought into everything regarding that like player and team, and you want that rookie quarterback to just succeed, and you got all your eggs in that basket, and then he does some stupid-ass pass, and you're just like, God, did we just get the wrong guy? Did we just, you know, 
draft a fucking Mac Jones dude, bro. Like, is this going to be any decent for us? Like, I... you know, you start questioning everything. You start questioning like Tomlin. You start questioning your GM. You you start. It's just like you know, it's a trickle down, and then it's like, I don't know. And just a nightmare. Like it just doesn't end up well. Nightmares don't go well. Like I don't know. I don't know what the end is here. You know, like there's. I don't it, know if there's a. That's the nightmare. Me, it lives um, forever. The picket interception. That last one reminded me of like when you're scrambling in Madden and you're about to do like the spin move or like a juke or something like that, and you're pressing <laughs> the button, but you're not past the line of scrimmage yet, so you accidentally throw it, and you know, and he gets picked. Like it. It just like it was just like oh. I accidentally did the wrong thing. Like my brain, <laughs> I like, think that was a my tweet. My brain dude. was not connected to my body. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was it was bad. It was, it was bad, bad, dude. I don't know, but yours yeah, sounds yeah. more like a freaking real life thing. We're talking about fantasy here. I guess your fantasy football team is great. That's another nightmare of mine, dude. G just being extremely <laughs> better than me in fantasy football like this, dude. Ugh. Was that not better than you last year? No, listen, dude, you're using the same hack again, bro. So annoying. Double tight. Two- that would tight. I, I gonna, broke. I broke the NFL. Like we're gonna that's have. All to, I gotta say, like, hey, I I started a double tight end and didn't work for me. I, I think we started. Got, who exactly, Matt? Could you could you let the, the people know who you started as your double tight? And we'll it, talk about I who I started it, as my double tight. I said it. The goat Taysom. Okay. 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 That's a good one. Uh, uh, Robert Tanyan. <laughs> oh, wow. I like how you just slid so that let's one compare, in. There. Let's compare that to my double tight. I started just two randos named uh, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I don't know who those guys are. Can you tell me? Elaborate. Yeah, me either. Me either. I don't know. No, it's I mean, supposed they're, to be National Tight End Day. Some waiver wire guys, bro. Don't worry about it. I know, right? Ah, oh, God. I, I really miss them. Good one. Uh, that'll, that'll do it for our show. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Music. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yes, we're back on Spotify. Thank everyone for that. They couldn't keep us down. They could. They not. wanted We're to. We're not leaving. They want to see us win. Why are you leaving? Well, you know what we did? We went and won. <laughs> God did. <laughs> All right, I'm done with my DJ Khaled skip. <laughs> yeah. That's how you going as for Halloween? Yes, sir. We the Can best. You sound like them? Could you yeah, guys tell that I'm DJ Khaled? Oh yeah, bro. I heard the the raspiness. I heard the yeah. Fresh Jordan. We the best. Is that how it is? <laughs> we the best. Yeah. Matt, yeah. you sound like Matt. No. no. Yeah, I can't do it. Uh, either way, follow us on our Twitter at Bay Council, sports underscore council. Stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. That will do it for our show. Thank you so much. Have a happy Halloween. I'm going to dress up as Dylan personally. I don't know about you guys. That's fucking terrible. How? <laughs> what do you mean, Dylan? How are you going to dress up as him? I'm just going to be more handsome. Oh, okay. You got to tell me how that works out for you. All right. (laughs) All right. That'll do it. Thanks for listening. See you. Happy Halloween. Danger. It's spicy.